Good Mike. Welcome back to another episode of QHS Presents. I'm your host, Sarah. Lori will not be with us tonight because she's got shit to do. And that is it. And so, I'm just going to go ahead and log in real quick, and then we'll just go ahead and bring on our guests, because I know that's why y'all came. We're talking about the kaiju tonight. And so, for news, we don't have that much to tell you. Just, um, we'll be here tomorrow for uh, Finding the live stream launch party, which, let me just go ahead and pop that sucker up there. So, go follow the pre-launch at the link below there. It's uhstudios.com slash kick2. Do the thing. And give us... Oh! The music is loud. Thank you, Katie. I will turn it down. Is that better? And hey, Kyron. And hey, Katie. And tell me if the music is better now. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Okay, good. Good. So... Um, yeah, I think that that's it. Um, tomorrow, Finding D's live stream lunch party is happening at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm in Central Time, so I keep wanting to say 4 p.m., but it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Central Time. And any time after that, you're going to have to figure out wh- what your time zone is. I don't, I don't, I can't math. It's bad, so don't. But anyway, um, Lori will be here for that. And D, Fish who is, like, the subject, like, she's the star, so she'll be here, obviously. Katie Rooston's going to be with us, who uh, is the uh, colorist for this book now, so we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's just go ahead and get to it and bring on Matt and Kasten. Hello. Hi. Hey, everybody. How are we today? We're good, good. now that we're here. Yes. Yes. Yay. I'm excited. Let's, uh, okay, let me, before we get into it, let's see. Um, Matthew Alzamora, did I say your name right? Has a thumbs up name. for us. <laughs> uh, Almighty Rayzilla says hello. Yep. Actually says Ray. hello. Hello. Always. Red Star Father always. is here. Always. Red Star Father. What's up, Annie? I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the hell I literally set the music to the same volume every single time. And for some reason, it was way too damn loud today. It's weird. I actually, I pulled it up on YouTube for a second. Uh, hey, buddy. I pulled it up for a second on, on YouTube myself just to get the link. And immediately, it was just, it was just like, and I'm just like, damn you, And you're just like, you're just like, and I'm like, okay, where's the chat window so I can let her know? And then somebody else. Katie beat me too. Yeah, yeah. Katie and Kyron swung in there and said it's way too loud. So I appreciate that because. I, you know, I set it to the same volume every single time. So I had no way of knowing that that was a thing. So that's fun. So, all right. Well, anyway, obviously, if Matt and Kasten are here, it's because we're talking about a kaiju movie. And today it's it's Godzilla colon Tokyo SOS, right? Like, that's that's how it was on the the Google. Godzilla v... Mothra v Mecha Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Did I get it right? That would be the Japanese title, and yes. <laughs> wow. Well, I've well, just been referring to it as Tokyo SOS because it seems like that's the way. Well, they were trying to do the. Uh, <laughs> uh, yay, the Red Star Father. Um, yeah. My Mothra wings. Yeah, they're. Yep. <laughs> the, the big eyes intended to ward off somehow larger predators. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the the 
film's Japanese title has like all the monsters' names in it because they were trying to do the GMK thing, the Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack thing, but like uh, the American producers were like, no, we're just going to call it Tokyo SOS because that's a unique name as opposed to just throwing a bunch of. Because everyone, everyone would be confused as to like, wait, is it Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, or Godzilla, Add Mothra, to that confusion that in the English version, in the English subtitled version, they call it. Oh, right? You got it. Kiryu. Mecha Godzilla, and not Kiryu like we had in the Japanese version. It's very confusing. Yes, for you remembering stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah, I well, cause we you were watching while while we were watching, I watched the dubbed version, and you have the sub version, right? Because yeah. of course yeah. you do, because the sub version is almost always the better version. And I finally, at one point, I was like. I, I was like, so in the movie that you're watching, <laughs> are they referring to the, mon the the machine as Mechagodzilla or as Kiryu? Because in the first movie, they called it Kiryu, but the, and they, they did call it Mechagodzilla a couple times at the beginning, but then mm -hmm. they officially named it Kiryu, and then... Yeah, but like the but the uh, the dubbed version, the actor, the voice actors were all saying Mechagodzilla, and that was because... That well, that was because uh, according to some of the, what some of the research we've been doing, uh, the English dubbers uh, thought people would be confused uh, because who, if, we're if, dumb Americans. Well, even the, I mean, if you don't, okay, <laughs> yes, fart were, noise. Well, they thought that people wouldn't would be confused if they saw the movie and were like hadn't seen the previous film, which. I should probably do a little bit of the setup <laughs> to kind of bring me up the speed. So, yeah, so that's so we did watch Godzilla Tokyo SOS, which is a okay. So <laughs> I have to address that. Um, <laughs> All right. So Ki Ki thank you, Stephen, for bringing that up. Uh, so Kiryu right now is better known as the name of the protagonist in the Yakuza game franchise from Sega, I think. Oh. Gotcha. And. Uh, um, he's Kiryu Kazama, but Kiryu literally translates to Steel Dragon. Ooh. And oh, I mean, that is a cool gangster name. So yes. I, I get it. I get yes. it. Yes. Kiryu, the Steel Dragon, you know, that's, uh, and so, but, but as I understand it, I believe, uh, this version of Mechagodzilla predates, uh, Kiryu Kazama. Uh, I think, don't quote me on that, but yeah, I mean. I sort of understand why they decided to call it Kiryu because, or they, they wanted to give it its own unique name in the logic of this film's universe. Because if you're making a heroic anti Godzilla weapon, you may not want to evoke the name of the thing it's trying to kill from a PR perspective. I guess it would be saying, like, ah, yes, our new anti terrorism weapon, Mecha Bin Laden. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I, I can sort of see why you wouldn't want to do that. I don't know. I, that's I have I, I have thoughts on that one because yeah. you know getting into the film uh, and like the previous film, the they used the bones of the monster to make the machine. So like, wouldn't that be worse than just calling it Godzilla? <laughs> It's all about PR. It's all about which, relations. which interestingly that actually ties into the actual synopsis of the movie which 
we've seen. Um, yeah, oh no, well, you guys froze for a really long sec. Oh no, you're freezing. Oh no. <laughs> Don't leave me here by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we, everything froze for a second. It's fine. Um, we don't have a babysitter. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Hi, Lori! <laughs> hey, yeah, Lori's not here to keep us on track. Um, but, uh, you know. Oh. Did... Oh, we're still there. Okay. okay. Am I? Um, Sarah, do we still have you? I can hear you. You can hear me, but we're frozen? You're frozen. Oh my gosh, you're frozen again. Okay, now you're blurry, but you're moving. Okay. Okay. Now mine says my connection yeah. is good, so I'm not sure whose problem that is. But uh, normally it is me. It so. could possibly be mine. It could possibly be. Oh, that's the speakers. Has, no, no. But the thing, yeah, I was just looking at that. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, it should be. I got three out of four. And that's meaningless. Um. <laughs> if I've learned anything, it's that. I think it's being in your office. We don't get the Wi-Fi yeah, as good. Yeah, we may have to do something different in the future. Like um, the living room. Yeah, mm -hmm. I need a. I need like I need, I need a booster in here anyway because my connection's always rough. Um, Fair enough. Oh no. Oh, I mean, is it really bad right now? Should we just go move it's, the whole setup? You're, you're actually you're doing fine right now. Okay. Oops, yeah. that was not the one I meant to pick. Yeah. Oh. Oh, th oh man, we got uh, somebody from Okinawa Comic Con. Hey there. Yay. I've had dreams of missing Japan. I go back yeah. in my sleep. That was a lot of fun. I'm so glad you, you enjoyed it. You haven't been on the show since you guys were there, have you? Because the last show that we is... did. Yeah, you should do really quick. How was it? Insane. Amazing. Nothing like I expected. Why do we not have a mass transit system like they do? Holy shit. It's amazing and on time and awesome and everything is clean and nobody throws away anything and there's no trash cans and no paper towels in the bathroom. You have to bring your own towels for that. Um, and all the toilet seats are heated and it's amazing and they all I have could get, I could get used to having to carry around your own paper products if it meant I didn't have to own a fucking car. I hate owning a car. <laughs> yeah. I hate owning a car. They're so expensive. And the best thing in the world. The egg sandwiches at seven fucking eleven <laughs> in the u.s would anybody would anybody get an egg salad sandwich at a seven eleven no 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 you doesn't just, seem you safe no but it's so good and the cucumber sandwiches let's let's where you go you go to the convenies you go to little convenience stores it's basically gas stations without gas pumps there yeah but the food is amazing and the bread is so soft and everything's so cheap <laughs> It's really good. Yeah, it, it really is like... Capitalism! <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, Japan figured out capitalism way better than we did here, but uh, for good and for ill. Yeah. But um, That's I, fair. I, seeing it through her eyes was really fun because, you know, I had been going... I, I probably have lived in Japan more than any place else, like, other than San Antonio and Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of it to me is kind of old hat. Like, I'm like, oh, I know, I know this and I know this and I know this. But then going, going with her was really fun because uh, there were certain things where it's like you, you really wanted like breakfast food, yeah, American, American style, style breakfast, breakfast food. food. And, and I was like, like, 
that's not an exist. I don't know if that's I'm a like, thing. Uh, two seconds, and I found a place just two train stops away from us <laughs> that did American style food. However, it was with a Hawaiian twist. It was a Hawaiian. It's actually really good. It was really good. Odiva, right? It was an Odiva, Odiva. yeah. I remember the name. Yeah, you did. But you're you're really picking cool. up on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really that was really good. It was it was it was heavy for bra Japanese breakfast. Like mm -hmm. I'd I was used to just popping a rice ball or having like toast with like a cup of onion soup or something or a cup of miso soup, and that's kind of a traditional breakfast. Mm -hmm. But going and get, or getting a pastry or something. On oh, the they roof. have so many pastries. <laughs> Apparently, they really love French culture and French food, and so there are patisseries like fucking everywhere. Mm -hmm. Very, very good patisseries. Mm -hmm. They're that. I mean, it really was wonderful getting to go back because I kind of felt like, in a lot of ways, my life was on hold until I was able to go back to Japan. It was killing his soul. It was really. It really was. It he was, had to go to therapy, and that's not a joke. It's not. <laughs> I, no. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I, I would not. Yeah, like I just. I didn't. I have no uh, emotional connection to Japan whatsoever, and like. My soul has been crushed by the <laughs> pandemic and not being able to go places, so I can totally feel you there. Well, you you made a good, uh, Cassie, you made a good point about how, you know, our lives had less color in them. There was just, there was just nothing to do. Yes. And, and, and it sucks, because... You know, and now, you know, thank for, for, you know, again, for better or for worse, things are opening back up and mm -hmm. life is, we're brute forcing life back into some sense of what it was before the pandemic, again, for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also fully recognize that not everyone gets the chance to go. Like, I'm very fortunate that my part of my career, part of my job is going to Japan um, and yeah, uh, we had a really great time, and everybody's everybody's super nice, mm. and everybody was super warm and welcoming. I was um, terrified that because I'm a very strong individual and just happen to be the owner of a vagina, that there would be issues, like, you know, me being so forward and brightly colored and just, you know, overall casting. But the vast majority of people absolutely loved me, and it was like... Oh, look at this refreshing thing, you know, that... Uh, You're a novelty. I, 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 I'm a novelty ice cream. Just put me on a stick, you oh know? Yes. Uh, that, that, no, that's actually, I, when I, um, I worked for a, um, Chinese cultural, uh, um, like, outreach, uh, department from the, um, Wuhan University, actually. Oh. Um, for, for a few years, and, and that was a thing for us, too, is, like, when... When uh, we were in in when when we when you go to China and when they come here, they want to take pictures with every single American because every single American is the coolest thing they've ever seen before. <laughs> so, I it's and it's um like like my hair is not even like my hair is a very common color and they were uh, like the the teachers that would come and spend two years here were just oh your hair is so pretty it's just such an unusual color and i'm like it's really not <laughs> it's really, i mean maybe it would be if i lived in china but it's really not here but it it is nice and they you know they so like they but they totally um there there was one girl that went we had a a cultural trip that went every summer and one of the girls that went one year had uh she like she t I think she took hair color with her, which I don't know how the hell she pulled that off because I feel like China would have 
said, oh, no, you cannot bring that into this country. I thought my hair color, these bangs have got to be done every two weeks, and we were there for 16 days. So. Yeah, but that's China versus Japan. China's a little, I think China's got to be more strict. Uh, they're just, they're, they're kind of, I mean, it's weird to me. I don't, I, yeah. and, and, you know, there's a lot of sociopolitical crap that we don't yeah. need to get into, but, but um, a lot of it is just that they're, they are um, concerned about, about, because they, well, we saw with the pandemic, like they're concerned about you bringing something that shouldn't be here uh, to China, and and they don't want that to happen, and they want to, and then they and they want to um, cover it up and stuff. Like they don't like to, they don't like to show that they have made a mistake or that they're weak or anything. So it's yeah, interesting. Uh, so it's a whole thing. Is a white male. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, you gotta. That's a long way to walk. Um, there's a. There's definitely a lot of. I mean, yeah. There's, there's a lot of social political stuff that we can get into about the. You know, unfortunately, more toxic elements of of certain countries. Uh, but I mean, hello, pot meat kettle. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, our country. We have. We we are there's no none none of the countries we've just discussed here are better or worse than the other. Yeah. They just suck in different ways. Like <laughs> we all have our own shittiness that we got to deal mm -hmm. with, and it's a different flavor from another country. That's all it is. Shittiness. Uh, that was the one kind of downside in in Japan is a lot of areas hey, Jay -Man. just smell like shit. Like there's just so many people in such a small area that the sewage system has to be overtaxed, and there's just vapors that come up. Through yeah. your sinkholes, and the, as in the things you wash your dishes in, sinkholes, not like the ground falling the, in a sinkhole. Although you have sinkhole problems. Um, oh well, that too then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was one. That was one of the downsides was that the area we were staying in was actually a really nice Airbnb, and we actually really liked the little neighborhood we were staying mm -hmm. in. Next uh, to the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, next to the Rainbow Bridge, and um, that unfortunately, our building and our area apparently had a pretty bad sewage problem because just that that rotten egg smell just mm -hmm. came up that through the sulfur. sink we had to like plug up the sink in order to try to keep it from mm -hmm. it's a little rough but that's a i guess ultimately that was one of the only real major issues we had everything else you know is well that's there was good. one huge issue and it still affects me I miss my kitties so much. Oh, oh my kitties! Yes. Really oh had, my gosh. Cameras in the house that I could talk to them through because I am a sane cat mother. Same. Not a crazy one. Um, mm. But no, I had a lot of great people come through. You know, every other day to spend time with them and clean the litter boxes and stuff. But yeah, I'd never been away from my babies that long, and they are literally my babies. I bottle fed every single one of them from about twenty-four yeah. hours old, so they they are my children. Yeah, when like, we were, I, we were I, I, I know what you mean about that totally. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Yes. Oh, I know. Back after that twenty-hour flight, the guy, the taxi that was taking us the last leg, I'm like, man, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you getting us home. This is the last leg, and I'm like close to tears. I'm like, my kitties. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ten miles from my kitties. I'm five miles from my kitties. Finally, I get home and and. I just run in. The, I don't even get any of my shit in me. I just run in the house and go get on the floor. And I literally, all the cats, all the three of my cats, come to me and they're just hugging. And I was like, "Oh my baby." Yeah, it, I was. I I knew I knew that was gonna be a challenge for her because being yeah, I mean, she's never been away from her animals that long, and uh, definitely the just just and and then traveling is tough. 
Charming's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I get like, I mean, cast and I feel you a hundred percent. Just, I can't even go to a convention, a three day convention. And then I'm like, I'm texting Jeffrey. I'm like, are the cats okay? Like, is cat like my, I have one that's got kidney failure. So like he, and he, of course he's a huge, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not one to refer to my pets as my babies, like as such, but I'm like, he's a mama's boy. Yeah. And he, and when I'm gone for longer than a few hours, like he, like Captain will have a meltdown and then like he Aww. won't eat. If I'm gone for a whole weekend, he won't eat for Jeff. And of course, you know, being that he's got a chronic disease, it's yeah, bad when he doesn't eat. So yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. know. It's, I'm sorry. I'll be back soon. I'm coming as fast as I can. And oh yeah. And then Jeff will send me pictures and, and it was like, yes, I need these to have. Like, because yeah, the, yeah. it's sure. a week. It's a weekend. It's it's not even three whole days. You leave on Friday afternoon. You come back on Sunday afternoon. It's not no. even three whole days. Anyway, days I was gone. Oh well. Uh, to we should quick, have next time you go. We should just have like a we'll schedule like the next Monday that you're available to talk about being in Japan because that is an episode yeah. all on its own. Oh yeah, it's really fun. Hi, and Hi. it's really fun to listen to as well. I think she detected your stress hormones. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hi, Geekzilla. Yay, Yay. Geekzilla. Uh, for the kaiju fans in the audience, which is to say everybody, um, I, uh, <laughs> you guys always thought I'd see a Waffle House. We only have, like, two Waffle Houses in Austin. We don't have, we do not have we that have many. Zero. We yeah. don't have any in the whole of the Midwest. There are no freaking yeah, Waffle Houses. But we do have Culver's, so... We have one Culver's. Mm -hmm. I, have, I think we have two, maybe two Culver's. Two. Um, Round Rock and... uh, but I wanted to show this off. This was a new, one of my new, many new toys that ah. I got. Oh, that's the one you got at the Godzilla store? Yeah. There you so, go. I soloed you. So go. this is, this is Varan, Varan the Unbelievable. It's a mi relatively minor monster from the 1960s. Um, and uh, the thing that, it's a new Bandai figure that just came out, and uh, people kind of went crazy about it, because even though he's, his movie, Veron the Unbelievable, mm -hmm. is not very good, and, um, thank you, and, um, doctor, 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 doctor. Um, uh, <laughs> even though his, his movie is not that good, and he only has a minor cameo, you did, Ray, it was really good, uh, he only has a minor cameo in Destroy All Monsters, so in one Godzilla movie, <coughs> He otherwise has like a pretty substantial fan following because of his unique design. Um, oh, I'm aware. I'm aware, Geekzilla. Um, uh, anyway, they just put this out and people kind of went crazy for it. And so I took him to meet the uh, oh, guy who sculpted the suit or sculpted part of the original Varan suit. Uh, his name was Keizo Morase. And I got him to sign his tail. Cool. Oh yeah. my gosh! Cool. Uh, let's let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's see if, if this works. Maybe that'll let's work. See if this... Let it let, let, it, focus, let it focus, 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 pull it back a little. There, there it is. There it is. There's a photo of him signing Yes. Oh my gosh! That's so cool. Yeah, Murase-san, and and right now they're working on a uh, a new movie called Brush of the God. That's like got some really cool. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Um. Anyway, uh, they're they're working. Varan had more screen time during this podcast than it did in the actual movie. That's what that comment was. I don't about. know what AOTM means. So, uh, okay. Just pop her in the comments, and I'll I'll put it yeah. up on the screen. Um, uh. Destroy all monsters mm -hmm. was the that movie. 
Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, but let's let's talk about Tokyo SOS. The Mothra. Yeah, because. Um, so the 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 no. basic synopsis of the movie um like we can do that real real quick like we can do anything quickly right uh okay so so the um the guy the the scientist that was originally part of the expedition that went to the the island of the tiny ladies and mothra and he was not a part of the the kidnapping of the tiny ladies in the original no. mothra he just guy. was there and then the so um the the bones of the bones of godzilla are called the bones of godzilla that are within mecha godzilla are calling to godzilla right mm -hmm. you guys stop me whenever i go whenever i'm wrong here and then the tiny ladies the uh, descendants, I'm assuming, of the tiny original tiny yeah. ladies come to the scientist who's now older, and it was the same actor as well, right? Professor it was the same actor. Yeah, and he so they come to him and they're like, "You need to stop this. You need to put the bones back. Godzilla's bones don't belong here." Mm -hmm. Yada yada. And um and the scientist is like, "Well, I'll see what I can do, but I'm just one dude." And yep. um and then like just as if to uh, as if to underscore the yeah underscore the severity of the situation then um it was godzilla no it was mothra, yeah, Ooh, mothra. It was one of the yeah what that that popped up in in and like caused a stir uh outside of their home right yeah that was yeah, yeah she was, was out yeah there. and like and the go the tiny ladies were like if you don't put these bones back then mothra is gonna come back and fuck up your shit because <laughs> Mothra does not want this, and, Mo and, and Mothra knows that Godzilla is going to come back and destroy everything, and, and so you need to put him back, or Mothra's going to come and kick your ass. Well, the retort was that if you did put them back, Mothra would protect humanity from Godzilla. Yes, right. Yes, right. Okay, so then um, obviously that didn't happen fast enough. I don't even know if the guy, if the scientist got a chance to try he did. to yeah, put he, him back. The, the he talked to the prime minister. Prime minister, yeah. but yeah. of course, I mean, like it's it's very uh, different or very very similar in that, like obviously the government wasn't going to listen to one guy, and I so they didn't put more than I think that I, I was I was surprised how much credence they did give to the scientists and then just immediately wave him off. There's like mm -hmm. they believed, yeah. him, but they said we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean. You know, I, I sort of understand the position they're in because they're like, well, we don't really have. Anyway, we, we, we just don't we, we can't take the infant island people. We can't take the Shobijin at their word. And also, the last time any of us saw Mothra, she, she destroyed, destroyed a major, major metropolitan area. So but in Mothra's defense, she destroyed it trying to find, trying to rescue the tiny ladies. Not like it wasn't, she wasn't like Godzilla who just yeah. strictly came to fuck shit up. Like that yeah. was different. But well, yeah. yeah, well, okay. So then, um, okay. So obviously Godzilla, the bones are calling to Godzilla and Godzilla shows up and, um, the I think the tiny ladies they were aware that because um, it was the mechanic was uh, the mechanic is um is the the nephew of the scientist yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, he was yeah. also a part of obviously um uh, the uh, of course he was a part of the team that was uh, caring for the Mechagodzilla to to repair it and get it go, keep it running and he uh, so he was trying to to uh, 
I don't know. It seemed like to me that he was trying to decide whether or not he thought that was the right thing to do. He had a, pers- a small personal conflict as to whether or not, like, to how he felt about that. Because he's like, well, yeah, on the one hand, Mothra might be right. But on the other hand, we all have been working, you know, we put a lot of mm-hmm. ourselves into working on Mechagodzilla, working on Kiryu right. in order to defend Japan. And the idea of relying on someone else, it's a little bit of a metaphor for relying on the United States <laughs> to protect their country. Um, that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort fair. of get the emotional complexity there. Yeah. Um, and J-Man, I, I, I started your question. I'm going to ask Matt. J-Man has a question about your Godzilla collection. And I'm going to ask it, but at, like we'll ask it at the end, so you'll get your answer, but... Um, I'm saving it for the for after we're done talking about the movie. I'll remind you if you forget. Okay, thank you. Uh, so okay, so Godzilla predictably comes back and starts fucking shit up, and the the mechanic whose name I cannot remember. I'm never gonna remember their names. I I can Chujo. never remember. I I, 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 I yeah. Okay. Chujo, yeah. Chujo. Yeah. Chujo. Yeah. Yeah. And then so and so he's got like so there was a nephew. There was. Two, there was two nephews, or the was nephew it a nephew and a grand. grand nephew that were there when the tiny ladies came to see the scientists? They they came to see the scientists, but the two others were there, and so the the um, great nephew was uh, uh what like maybe ten yeah. years old, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was um he was uh still in the school, I guess when he when when Godzilla attacked. Yeah, Godzilla eventually just says, all right, fuck it, I'm back now. He shows yeah. up, and so because shit's popping off, uh, yeah, it's like it's like the uh, Chujo's, uh, Grandpa Chujo, Uncle Chujo, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, he he was like, you know, his, his daughter comes in, and she's like, I can't find, I can't find Shun, or whatever his name is, uh, and I think he's still at the school, and... Um, so then Grandpa Chujo goes and runs off to go get him. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I feel really bad for uh, for that actor, for, uh, I think his name's Koizumi. Uh, I feel bad for that actor because he's pretty old by that point. You can see him working really he's hard like, to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and anyway, yeah. But when Godzilla showed up, the, uh, the kid was still at the school and he was... He was, he was trying to help. Is what he was doing. He had stolen the little sigil that yes, the, the, the tiny ladies had brought with them as a symbol. Uh, like I don't, I'm not really sure why they. I, I interpreted it as they brought it as a symbol, like to show, like a show of goodwill. Like we're bringing this to you as a as a, a, a token yeah. to say that that we want to work together on this, you know, something like that. But um, they left it with Grandpa, the scientist, and the and the the boy, the grandson, boy. took it. And he, yeah, I was, I was trying to remember, trying like the grandpa and grandson and uncle, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, Yoshito, uh, the the main character, Hujo, played by the Red Ranger from Gaul Ranger, um, one of the Sentai series. Uh, he, um, he's the mechanic, and he's the yes. So yes, yeah, there's Chujo. three Chujos. Yes. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, that's so. Then um, the son, the the grandson, the boy, takes the 
he he has he has snatched the 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 token the the Mothra token that has the Mothra sigil on it, mm-hmm. and he then uses school desks in his schoolyard to build the a huge copy of the Mothra sigil to try to summon Mothra because his grandfather had told him the stories of how they saved the town, how they got Mothra to come to where they needed her to be. Mm-hmm. By building this giant sigil, and and that's that that's so that's what the kid was like. Well, then I'm gonna do that because we need Mothra now because Godzilla's here and we're not gonna make it. Yep. Yeah. And and in the meantime, so like Mothra's on her way, and in the meantime, Godzilla is here and God and he is not happy. And so obviously the government's like, uh, we need Kiryu. Well, Mechagodzilla. We need Mechagodzilla now. And so they're they're like scrambling to make because Mechagodzilla at that point they had been talking about how it's not operational and it doesn't have the, the absolute absolute zero, zero. yeah I keep wanting to call it zero sum and it's like that's not what that is yeah they so they put in the triple Maser cannon uh, yes. instead which is just like you know the Mazers are kind of the primary anti kaiju weapon in this universe and um, and so I love that but they not were just very like. Effective. I love that they were just like, all right, put three of them in there. <laughs> yeah, the little ones on the little Mazer tanks are not very effective, no. unfortunately. Um, which is is you know kind of a downgrade because when they first showed up in the in the Showa days, um, the Mazer tanks were the anti kaiju weapon. Ah. That was they they like could knock monsters down and stuff. But you know, not yeah. this new and improved Godzilla though. Apparently, <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Godzilla, that, Godzilla shows up and he's yeah they so, so they so they had um so they had like duct tape Mecha Godzilla back together and shoved him out into the action right and every time they show the sh- the, the the scene of them flying Mecha Godzilla anywhere I fucking love it it looks so fucking ridiculous and I love it so much it's definitely one of the least plausible things in the movie I mean it's like. I, I'm trying to think of another example of like a ship or or a, a, a mecha being transported, needing more than two kind of big jets <laughs> to fly it around. And its own built-in jets, right? But Mothra first, but then Mothra does show up to fight Godzilla, and it is the most impressive Mothra prop I think mm-hmm. ever made. It's like. Like wing. the wings, instead of you doing like that, they they actually do the down flutter. They do the flap. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's more realistic. Oh, as I yeah. Like, almost every weird. scene with Mothra was fucking beautiful. Uh huh. And I I was like that like genuinely. I'm not being a smartass. They're genuinely beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was when I but yeah the the I it just the ridiculousness of of Mechagodzilla being transported is just. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it kind of ruined the whole, like, how pretty Mothra was. Like, it was like, you're <laughs> overshadowing how beautiful Mothra is by the ridiculous way that you're transporting this fucking thing. Put it on a truck! Jesus Christ! Well, like, the, they wanted it to, and I, I understand the, the, the logic where they're like, well, we, we know, it's got a limited battery life. It can yeah. only operate for so long, and... Mm-hmm transporting finding a way to transport it to makes energy to save energy yeah. makes sense but again maybe more than just two jets yeah like it, it, they're they're so 
I don't know. It's like it's like if they had um like a small fleet to transport mm -hmm. it. It just yeah. and then they always they always like just kind of release it from the yeah. and they don't like and I'm just sitting here going okay. I don't have a lot of experience with large machinery, but I have enough uh, to know that that would literally just fucking shatter half the machine. Now, maybe the bones of Godzilla make it do side. They're magical, and they gave yeah. him like, 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 uh, like magic temporary Nikes or something that padded <laughs> the landing. I don't know, but I was just thinking about um, my, my, uh, my family, back when I was a kid, we used to have this um, old-ass Case IH. Um, it was a 4890 or something, a big fucking thing with, like, dualies on both the front and the back. And it was, it had a jointed rear end, like it could crab walk. And mm -hmm. I could remember one, the one time I ever drove that thing, and I wanted to do the crab walk thing. So my uncle was like, okay, this is how you do it, and showed me how... And immediately the motherfucker started to power hop and started to shake this thing to pieces. And I'm like, okay, stop. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And every time I saw them dropping, like the, the, the what, three or four times that I've seen them drop Mechagodzilla in the movie here, I'm just like, no, that's so implausible. That would destroy it because, because the case I, it power hopped and this is bad. It's, so I that's mean, where they, I'm at. They did. They did try to kind of also square that circle by having it have use its boosters to yeah, uh, to true. soften. Uh, its that's landing. true. Now, but, was that just in this most recent movie, or was that in the first one too? Because I I don't remember that in the first they one. They did a little bit in in the first one because the first one they deployed him against Godzilla at first, and then mm -hmm. it was kind of yeah, that's true. Uh, Pacific Rim had a lot of helicopters. Um, they they kind of dropped it. And um, and yeah, it would kind of use the boosters to soften its own landing. And to, and yeah. to get it like upright. Um, and to get it upright, yeah. But then the second time they did it, they just dropped, dropped him, him from like a mile. And, he's like, and he used yeah. his, uh, he used his boosters, and he used a mm -hmm. uh, a waterway to soften his own landing, and then like then like <laughs> body, mean, body got yeah. Killed. At least they didn't completely ignore that. They tried to, it was kind of, I mean, it was a little lazy, I think, but, like, they didn't just ignore completely the fact that dropping it from that height would have destroyed the machine. So, I mean, I can I can forgive it to a point, I guess, but, like, that is one of those things that my little ADHD monkey brain is like, Ow! Well, wait until we get to Gamera and the fact that basically all of Gamera's landings are crash landings. It's a turtle. kind of makes oh. sense. <laughs> It's like so many of his landings are just controlled crashes, and I kind of love it. Um, awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, now I'm like, now I'm really excited for Gamera. That's ah, I've been waiting for finally, Gamera. We're finally <laughs> getting around to Gamera. I I think it's time to take a break from Godzilla after mm -hmm. this one. But the yeah, I mean the the yeah, I mean kaiju films they all have this this ridiculous but fun internal logic it's, it's yes and you have to suspend your you have to suspend disbelief i mean i know like i know but at the same time uh, it's kind of my thing to, 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 to talk about because i think it's i think it's i think what's important is i think there's a there's a trap that some people fall into when talking about film and especially talking about the stuff that doesn't like make a lot of sense mm -hmm. is so long as you're not coming at it from a perspective of, well, I'm smarter than the filmmakers. And it's because, I mean, there's a chance that a lot of times that stuff does come up and they're just like, 
we don't have we don't have time or we don't budget. have time or they don't have the budget or you're or you're actively removing fun because mm-hmm. <laughs> at a certain point the movie has to happen yeah. like uh, whenever i remember uh, pacific rim for a while there was a popular punching bag for a lot of people on the internet mm-hmm. because it wasn't a it wasn't a brazen brazenly cynical film it was an extremely earnest film and that gave a lot of people uh the impression that they could just be mean to it and i mean like mean like i remember one guy i i don't know he's some dickhead from cracked um i uh oops sorry um uh one of the guys was it daniel cracked, o'brien was it <laughs> uh no I think it was what's his name? I, he goes by David Wong or something, but that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking he, about. He he wrote the the books. Um, the this yeah. book is full of spiders and um. Yeah. John, John a, dies at the end. I actually think he's a pretty good writer, and I like some of the podcasting work he's done. But one, but he also comes across as a brutally cynical person. And I remember he yeah. had, there was one thing he said in a podcast where he was like. He thought the Pacific Rim was the stupidest fucking movie he had ever seen, stupider than any Michael Bay Transformers movie. And when pressed on the subject, oh. he just it just seemed like he he felt like because it was basically a cartoon that that made it stupid, like Guillermo del Toro's childlike embracing of the tropes of anime and kaiju movies were what made it bad and i'm like well that's also the point of the film anyway the point is that is that i don't know like i think at a certain point if if movies like if stuff in these movies really truly bother you like to the point where you're not having fun watching it then you just shouldn't watch the film because at a certain point the movie has to happen and uh speaking of the movie happening so get okay. back on track where we're at. No, <laughs> I have a point to make. So um, the, 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 the wait, we do need to have just like a, a a show where we just bitch about the the stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You need just just write this stuff down, and then we'll just do a bitching show I don't sometime. Have to. It's all up here. <laughs> um. Oh, <laughs> like it. Uh, thank you, Darth Lord. That's good. Appreciate it. But yeah, uh, you were saying so. What, the 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 jock asshole guy that's controlling Mechagodzilla, which it does not make this obvious in either of the movies, but he is not inside Mechagodzilla Kiryu while fighting. He's in the one of the jets. Yes, and that confused me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But that he got me and loses an eye and then is knocked down. Mo- knock, yeah, knocked down. And then that's when Mothra comes back in. Yeah, and then also, or is it around that same time that we see the eggs start to hatch? Yeah, then the the babies are are hatched. The little twin babies. Yes, and the yeah, the tiny ladies are watching watching lovingly over the eggs, and and then we see the twin babies, and they and they're crying. They're like embracing each other as though they're excited, but they're crying as though they're sad. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a it's a reference to the original uh, Mothra versus Godzilla because. In that movie, uh, Mothra, Mothra d- did die. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. And twin Mothras were born, and it's sort of a it's a symbol that it's a sign that shit's getting really yeah. bad. And I think in in this movie, I think it's supposed to mean that they're like, oh, twins have been born. That means that Mothra's gonna die. Yeah. Our our the adult Mothra is gonna die. Yeah. 
And so they're like, they're happy, but also they're sad because it's, yeah. it's bittersweet because this doesn't happen very often, but also they, yeah, they're going to lose something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, honestly, it's one of the things that I found. I, I sort of, I definitely, I, okay. Bleh. I hate that the idea of Mothra dying has become like a trope. Yeah, I mean, my experience with it, because I didn't watch a whole lot of the original movies, is that Mothra always dies. That's just it. You know, she gets her ass and, you know, after giving out a lot, she dishes out a lot, but she gives literally everything. And that's just so... I, I don't like that that's a trope because, first of all, it's the one f- major, major recurring f- coded female monster in the franchise. I right. and uh, and she has to die every time. I mean, I understand the idea of her representing the cycle of birth and re- of yeah. death and rebirth, but mm-hmm. at the same time, so in the first, the only time Mothra ever died mm-hmm. in the original cycle of films was in the original Mothra versus Godzilla in 1964. And the understanding was that like it, it, it was a, it, it was to show how powerful Godzilla was mm. and how much of a threat he was. And after that, every time Mothra showed up, she did not die. Um, they would flip flop between her being an adult and her being a, a caterpillar. Yeah, so there's an implication that there is still a cycle happening, mm-hmm. but even in the 90s, when they did, like, Mothra showing up and a couple of stuff in the 90s, uh, she only dies, like, once. Did she die in your comic? Um, I remember, she is I implied. The scene, yes, because I remember seeing both of the babies carrying Mothra on their backs, swimming through the water. Uh, she's implied to be killed by Batra in the comics, but not until, like, towards the end of the story. Okay. Um... So you killed Mothra too. I didn't kill her. <laughs> Chris did. Um, well, um, I I that was probably my favorite scene in the movie in the in Tokyo SOS, which oh, Mothra, yes. yeah, um, which is, I mean, not favorite because Mothra dies, but favorite because it was so fucking beautiful. And I actually, um, yeah, to this point, I actually brought, I actually have a clip, uh, that I grabbed off of YouTube to watch just, see, we're fair using this, guys, no copyright strikes, we're fair using this, and it's only 30 seconds, so simmer down, alright? So, and I'm not even sure that I can bring up the damn sound for it either. Are you ready? Let, uh, Let me pause the music here, too. We need to try. Whoa. Jesus. See if I can do it. There we go. No, no sound. It doesn't have sound. We got sound. Well, yeah. Yeah. And she and and she does this, she she leaps up like that, mm-hmm. and she does that specifically to protect because Godzilla is firing at the caterpillars, and she save, sacrifices herself to save them, yeah. which yeah. 
is probably, like, it's the emotional element that probably contributes to me enjoying that, because first of all, it's fucking beautiful. Secondly, there's an emotional component to it. It's just a good scene. Followed by the baby snipping and stuff. He's like, dude, shoot your fucking self. Like, they waited so long to do that. It's like, I don't know if it was from a, a an aspect of, oh, well, as soon as they do this, then Godzilla's going to be immobilized, and so we want the fight scene to continue, and so we'll wait till the end of the fight scene for them to shoot their webbing, their silk. It's a little it's more like, of a conceit of the, yeah, a conceit of the, of the plot structure, because they're in the... Um, in the original, again, it's uh, uh, this is this is a little bit of a point against the movie from a Godzilla fan perspective, because it's a lot of this is is referential to the original Mothra versus Godzilla, like they are doing a lot of callbacks to that movie, and so you have like the little Mothra biting Godzilla on the tail, mm-hmm. um, and in and it did that in the original Mothra mm-hmm. versus Godzilla, but. In that movie as well, the the little babies are trying everything they can yeah. against Godzilla, and they're alone fighting yeah. Godzilla, uh, and uh, and they are constantly trying shooting, to shoot Silk yeah. at him, but he keeps almost killing them. Yeah. So it's a little more uh, here. It's a little more played for like, well, now for time for this reference, time for this reference, yeah. time for this reference. I don't know. It it, it seems to work just it seems to work okay because i feel like they sprayed him a couple of times or at least one time before that trying to immobilize him i remember yelling at the screen spray him spray him get him get him now and uh then our 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 main character the mechanic guy godzilla's down and he's like oh i can go fix it and so he gets mechagodzilla's down yes sorry mechagodzilla kiryu's down so he goes through the sewer systems right to get to him yeah he goes through the subway system yeah the subway system to to get to him and you know, climbs inside, you know, starts fucking around, ends up fixing it, but the problem happens that he gets trapped inside because the... The door uh, got welded shut. Yeah, the shut. door kind of got welded shut from one of the attacks, and so he lies to his whole team and tells them, oh, I'm out, y'all go ahead, and then so Mechagodzilla gets up and the fight continues while he's inside. He's, he's tumbling pink. around there inside like a popcorn <laughs> seed inside of a jar. Like... Yeah. Like, that was the one thing I was like, there has to be one seatbelt in there somewhere, right? Well, I think... <laughs> Star, Star Trek problem. Well, no seatbelts on the bridge. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, Mega God- this version of Mechagodzilla was not designed to be piloted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually funny to consider, there's only one version of Mechagodzilla that was designed to be piloted. Mm. Uh, like, internally. Internally, and it was the one from the 90s. Mm where they had a whole team inside of it it was like it was like a giant like a giant warship they were using to okay. fight godzilla the original mecha godzilla was remote controlled uh by aliens as as is the their want mm. and um this version is also designed to be remote controlled and then the version from godzilla versus kong gets taken over by the evil the evil life energy of Ghidorah or whatever oh <laughs> I like an evil Mechagodzilla personally. There's something about the ramping up of the stakes. In in other Mechagodzillas, like in this one, they kind of nod to, in the first one, they kind of nodded to the fact that, that Kiryu Mechagodzilla is actually alive and aware. And in this one, they concrete it, you know, sending a message to the dude. But in other Godzilla films, is Mechagodzilla or is it just a machine? Is Mechagodzilla conscious or just a thing? Uh, the first one, he's just a machine. The second one, he's just a machine. 
this one there's like a consciousness in there okay. and then the uh the one from godzilla versus kong becomes conscious okay. as a result of using Ghidorah's neural network mm -hmm. neural pathway network or something for some reason uh but yeah that, that so so it just depends on the version yeah well then you know everybody's fighting and finally they use their webbing and they get you know godzilla all wrapped up and... after mecha godzilla mm -hmm. delivered this Knockout what blow. should have been a killing blow yeah. basically shoved its drill its new drill yeah, hand into, into the chest his, into and then his... all three of those maser cannons went off into that drill hole and then the babies took advantage of him being knocked down and they webbed him up and so godzilla's now you know mummified yep um and then um kiryu starts doing stuff he wasn't told to do right uh, and they're worried because the last movie he kind of broke out of their control and was doing his own thing and there and that was what the government was terrified of and had to you know tell all the citizens no this problem is going to happen again we have control and lo and behold they lose control again they have no idea what's going on the kid is still inside the machine but he in a, a really cool move picks him up and they gotta take the picks bones godzilla the yeah picks godzilla up has to take him and his bones and in the bones inside uh, mecha godzilla to the ocean to the Jap japan Jap trench yeah, japan there's the japan trench um and the kid's still inside and they're flying over and then the t that's when the team finds out he's still inside right that's right yeah because um, his his friend one of was one of the pilots like the one of the co-pilots and was screaming into the computer are you still in there and, yes. and then he finally is like yes okay i lied yes yeah <laughs> and, and so in, in 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 a teamwork i guess everybody doing their own part coming together is teamwork uh she shoots the the port to open it up and then mecha godzilla fucking turns over to drop the kid out yeah make it easier for him to escape yeah. and then and then left a little message on the screen right yeah like was like goodbye chujo or something like that yeah and like um, as though acknowledging like like then you're like oh yeah so uh mecha godzilla is definitely sentient and definitely uh tried to save chujo like helped the other pilots save chujo and then yeah and then kind of tips him over and dumps him out like you're shaking that popcorn seed out of the jar <laughs> it's it's a it's a very it's a really interesting little arc for mechagodzilla because when it first awakens it goes on a rampage mm -hmm. and just starts destroying sh just everything uh and then when uh oh yeah at the very yeah that's right at the towards the end when godzilla gets wounded because that uh, well, I'll put a, put a put a pin in that. Uh, when, yeah, so he goes, and then they 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 go back into Mechagodzilla. The the characters go back into Mechagodzilla's programming, and I guess they try to patch out. Mm -hmm. They try to patch out this the consciousness, this consciousness, this possibility of going berserk. Mm -hmm. But it seems almost as though it implies that the consciousness was still there. It was just learning, mm -hmm. and it was just absorbing everything and like learning about the people that were working on it and stuff and it sort of formed this bond with yeah. them almost mm -hmm. like it it now it feels like it's part godzilla and almost part human like mm -hmm. it yeah and it, i think i think that's really really interesting and yeah really go into it much more than that it's like yeah and they um the when the tiny ladies came in the beginning to say you need to put the bones back um they kind of they kind of suggested that 
the um, the bones still house the soul of Godzilla, and you can't steal the soul. Uh, like you, you, no human should yeah. have control or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they they kind of implied that that was a that was a thing like they in um which which um the grandfather the scientist wouldn't necessarily have known because he wasn't a part of the original Mechagodzilla team, but you know I'm sure he kept up on that stuff being that he had direct experience with the kaiju so yeah just no, wasn't Godzilla. He also just took he he was taking he was taking the the Shobijin at their word he was like right. the Shobijin said a thing they're probably right about it. Like it, fucking it, magical. They when when are the magical ones not right? <laughs> I mean, it's, when they're evil, I guess, but that's different. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh yeah. So it's it's interesting that like the movie is kind of paradoxically more emotionally complex than the previous mm. film, and yet it's a little there. There's less focus on the inner lives of the characters yeah. and more about just what's happening. Mm. The longest fight scene. These, it's a, it's one long ass fight. Like the, the, for, the last half hour of the movie is like, nothing but the giant fight. I would say it's like the last, minutes. yeah, the last like forty minutes of the film. Uh, it's really only about twenty minutes to half an hour before mm -hmm. Godzilla shows up. And then they crash. Yeah, the it's ocean. only a ninety minute movie, right? So yeah. they crash into the ocean, roll credits, and I'm like, I've been taught, like, all right, is there any after credit thing at all? Mm -hmm. And that's like, yes. <laughs> and uh, we watch it, and we see this this door opening, and we see all these little canisters listed with all of the different kaiju. It's all genetic samples in there, and then and then you know then it's done. Woo! Yeah, they're um, ominous. But in, in a in a nod to setting up for a continuation of the series, which there has not yet been. Nope. They 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 toyed with the idea, and there was a um, sort of a of a dream scenario in one of the books, one of the official books they put out to promote the film. They did this kind of dream scenario of like the third Mechagodzilla, the third of the third movie in the series being basically like a war between all of these different mecha mm -hmm. that are all oh, yeah. all cyborgs, mm -hmm. all bio robots built out of the dna of different monsters and you've got you know a mecha mothra a mecha kamibas which is another monster that shows up a mecha gyra which is another monster they reference and um and that sounds like it would have been really interesting you know it could have been very visually uh compelling to do like a i mean i don't know i'm making suppositions at this point mm -hmm. but like i would i would have liked to have seen like different countries around the world creating their own mechas and the excuse is like, oh, so in case a monster attacks yeah. us, and then it just becomes And then like, they have the Mecca Olympics, and all the countries go... Yeah, hey. like, like what nuclear war is right now? Like what nuclear yeah. weapons are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're basically just describing G Gundam. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it is kind of a shame, although I do feel like Kiryu's story is pretty much done. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to do anything else really with that character narratively. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah I'm um, I was gonna say I'm glad you've seen it, Rad Star Father. It's a uh, it, it's funny to consider how when this movie came out, I was in high school and setting it for Violante. Yeah, once you start funning around with genetic, uh, once you start doing genetic tampering in a yeah. Godzilla series, you're probably gonna be setting up for Violante and other <laughs> shit like that. 
that. Mm. Which we'll get to that one. That's definitely yes. on the Matt's Monster Mondays list. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know, Sarah. What you what did you think overall of the film? Like, yeah. Well, I actually okay. So I don't know if I think it was my favorite, but I'm just. I can't, I think at this point, I, can't, I don't, first of all, I haven't seen enough to really form a solid opinion on which one's my favorite. Yeah. But also, um, I, I think that they're all really great in their own ways. Like, it's like trying to compare apples to oranges. Like, there's, like, they're, they're all great, but they're, they're so different. Um, I like that this one didn't really have a strong, there was no attempt to shoehorn in the romantic element. That was nice. Go there, that was the worst part of yeah. the previous yeah. movie. Yeah, they, yeah, that one was like, it was, it was in there, it was, and it was so awkward, it was just, yeah, so like, to not have done that in this one, although the original pilot, she shows up briefly in this yeah. one, but you said that she, at this point, had become such a big actress that they couldn't afford to just have her be the main character, which yeah. makes sense, and, uh, yeah, so she was there, and she, she talked briefly to Chujo, the mechanic, about, about Kiru, Kiryu, but, uh, yeah, but she was only there for, like, a, a minute or two. She was barely there, and her, at what happened in the previous movie factored into this movie, but her specifically, not so much, but, yeah, like, I, I enjoyed it, and, like I said, that freaking scene with Mothra, so good it's just so it, it was beautiful and, and like i think i literally screamed when we were watching it like i literally was like oh no ah! and then and then street like and it was you know like nine nine thirty at night so i'm sure that the neighbors really loved that that happened but, <laughs> but um yeah it was like we knew it was coming like mm -hmm. at this point if you know like if, i mean matt didn't have to tell me that yeah. When the hatch, when the when the babies hatched, that meant that Mothra was gonna die or was already dead, and and so like at this, I had learned that at this point, so like I didn't, uh, but like I was like I was like okay, so definitely gonna die, and then but that was, I since we knew she was gonna die, that was a really spectacular way to go out. Yeah, it was like fireworks. It was beautiful. It was a really good scene. Yeah, I think I think the the I mean yeah I in, the effects work in this movie is is really solid i think the uh the special effects director was Aichi asada who has been working in the genre for a really long time and he really um he really knew what he was doing in this one uh him and his team were just firing on all cylinders um and uh i, I personally feel like um GMK has more showstopper moments, but this one uh, definitely has a lot of rock solid stuff. It's just hampered by the fact that again, it, it's kind of paradoxical because, like, as a fan, I recognize all of these scenes they're referencing, and also as a fan, that makes it feel a little stale to me because Ooh. that's it's, fair. The Godzilla franchise at this point in the timeline... That 2002, right? 2003, yeah. yeah. At this point, they were... I think this is one of the reasons why this uh, th this movie, unfortunately, was one of the lowest earners of the Millennium series. Really? Um, well, it had led... Uh, all these movies had kind of led to audience burnout. Mm. Uh, Kaiju were actually at an all-time low in popularity. It was just, um, the market was saturated. Yeah, and like, 
you got to think about it from the perspective of so in 1984 they brought godzilla back after like an a nine year hiatus mm. uh after 1975 so a new generation and that that was the heisei series and then from 85 and then a couple of years later 1989 they did biolante and then after biolante almost every year there was at least one monster mm. movie from toho from toho or Dae. Uh, which were the people doing Gamera. So you had like, you had all these, you had like seven, six Godzilla, six or seven Godzilla movies in the 90s. You also had three Gamera movies in the 90s, three Mothra movies in the 90s. Then in 1998, you had the big American Godzilla movie that sucked and everyone hated it. I The fucking J. Chan Godzilla. It's, I, honestly, there's been a, it, this year is actually that film's 25th anniversary and Damn. it's kind of had a bit of a cultural reevaluation because a lot of people grew up with that being their first Godzilla movie or Godzilla adjacent film. This is the first Godzilla movie I ever saw. Yeah. And it's not like an unwatchably terrible film. It's perfectly enjoyable just as a Godzilla movie, it falls on its face. That being said, so you have this big hey Goddamn. Just she's licking it. Um uh, oh, that, the tr fun trials and tribulations of being a cat person. It's well, just I mean, fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, just go poker. So then you have the 1998 movie and all the hype surrounding that. And then mm -hmm. the year after, Toho was like, all right, let's start doing Godzilla movies again. And then from 99 to 2004, Godzilla movie, Godzilla movie, Godzilla movie. So you have like almost two almost two decades of unbroken strings of kaiju films and yes a lot of that stuff started getting kind of stale for audiences especially with tokyo sos because so much of the film is referential the mm -hmm. basic structure is almost identical to the previous movie to Godzilla against Mechagodzilla because you know you have the whole thing where the person gets inside of Mechagodzilla in the in the third act and mm -hmm. you know and as a result, it starts feeling pretty stale. So this this movie, unfortunately, like even though I think it's a perfectly fine mm -hmm. film, it it really did not perform very well. So for two thousand, yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, in the climate that it was released in, I totally can see that. So since um, you grew up when they had all of these movies coming out every single year, and you were a fan, did you? I'm sure you loved having so much new media every year to consume. It was, or did you get bored too? It, uh, well, by the time we got to the last movie, to Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, I was like, "This is starting to run a little thin." Mm. Like, there's some cool stuff in this, but basically, once you get to Mechagodzilla, you've either got to go just bananas you just got to go start going crazy or you're gonna stagnate because just and and so and with this movie i remember watching it thinking like it was all right like it's mm -hmm. again I, I, and then the the one after this is godzilla final wars which was their 50th anniversary godzilla oh. movie which is choices were made um <laughs> they tried to go in a different direction which i can appreciate but it may not have been the right direction Ooh. land quite right yeah. um we do have a couple of comments about the music oh so, yeah 
Yeah, Darth Lord said, I, I would like to acknowledge the film's great soundtrack. Some tracks stayed in my head for years. Mm-hmm. And Almighty well, Ray Zilla said... Shiroshima. Thank you, yeah, Ray. Yeah. said, peak. Yeah. I was very fortunate that I got to go to a live performance of Oshima-san's music at a G-Fest, a G-Fest in 2019. Wow. And Oshima-san was there, and she, most of it was... Um, was uh, conducted by a friend of mine, John DeSantis. Um, and, uh, but then Oshima-san actually came out and conducted one of the last uh, bits herself, if I remember correctly. She actually composed an original, she made an original composition for that concert oh. that was called Godzilla in Chicago. Wow. And wow, uh, that's cool. It was a very cool experience. And wow. she's just a delight. She's very sweet. Uh, Brad said, yeah, said uh, 98 was the first. Yeah, and that's 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 great. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I missed out by by not be, not experiencing any of the um, original Godzilla stuff until now. Uh, I think that I couldn't have appreciated it if I had been watching it as a kid. Because I grew up on, like, John Wayne movies. And, mm. and and WWE wrestling. So, like, although you could definitely make a lot of comparisons to that, like, those, there's a lot of overlap with Godzilla and, and, and WWF. But uh, it was not my, my family's thing was the cowboy movies and mm. the wrestling. And we didn't really deviate much from that. My mom watched mm. her sitcoms during the day sometimes. But, you know, I don't think I could have appreciated any of them. Um... I, yeah, but like I, I didn't, I haven't totally written them off because of Godzilla '98. So even though I can see now why there, why like OG Godzilla fans are, you know, like the kaiju people are so not into this movie. <laughs> I think that they that they maybe it it maybe scraped a couple of people into the Godzilla fandom, and also it's the reason why I don't think that Godzilla stuff is complete bullshit like I, yeah. I i i can appreciate and i can i can be willing i will be willing to watch godzilla movies and and kaiju movies because i think so. everybody yeah i think everybody's everybody's different and everybody comes at the stuff differently mm-hmm. uh and i think though when as a kid sometimes it is easier to get into this stuff because your suspension of disbelief is not definitely yet but um Again, like I said, Godzilla 98, it's not a unwatchably terrible film. It's, uh, yeah, I remember that story, Ray. Uh, it's a one thing did was take y'all to see Godzilla mm-hmm. 98. So, and again, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's, it's, Roland Emmerich knows how to make a movie. He knows how to make a movie that is structurally engaging, you know? And in some ways, in some ways, it's actually, a stronger old school style monster movie than some of the recent American Godzilla's like um, one of the things that kind of makes Godzilla 2014 kind of a rougher movie is because it's so zeroed in on um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character being this main character. We're seeing everything through his lens. Mm -hmm. And that is an interesting conceit for a film like this but these are this is a globe trotting monster adventure and 
when you're trying to do that through one character's perspective, that's really difficult. So as a result, they have to mm -hmm. be present for every yeah, okay. major event. Uh, and that becomes really that it, it's like your movie has is almost snapping under that pressure. Whereas yeah. it's it's, and it's very improbable. Yeah, the Whereas the whole concept. Yeah. You have this big ensemble cast where not everyone is present for everything that happens. Mm -hmm. Like you just jump around to wherever the action is, whatever character is there. Right, and and a lot of classic monster movies, especially classic kaiju movies, operate on this ensemble cast perspective like even the original godzilla there's no main character in that movie except arguably godzilla you've got dr yamane the paleontologist you've got mm -hmm. uh, ogata you know akira takarada you've got emiko you've got dr surizawa which we're gonna have to watch that movie at some point yeah. <laughs> um but yeah with, with this one you know i i feel like it it it, it well i think i uh the you can see there's a lot of love in this movie. Director Tezuka is a avid Godzilla fan, clearly. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of toothless in a lot of ways. It's not really pushing any envelopes. Not that every Godzilla movie needs to do that. But for the environment it came out in... Yeah. Uh, Teen is my personal favorite, mainly due to sense of scale. Yeah, it exists. <laughs> I like all of the I like all of the new Godzilla movies for different reasons. Uh, you having fun over there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just spinning his legs around. And... I yeah, I like the new stuff for different reasons. I think I think that 2014 has great atmosphere and really great core directing. King of the Monsters is this big doofy fan fiction love letter to the genre. And Godzilla vs. Kong is a cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's a goofball yeah. cartoon. Um, and that's what I like about it. I was cackling with laughter when I realized Godzilla was going to blow a hole into the hollow earth <sighs> with his atomic breath. He was just going to drill down into the center of the earth. And I'm like, oh, we're just doing this. Okay, like, sure. I, I, I could get behind that more so that I can get behind gravity flipping when you get to the center of the earth somehow the fuck i don't know how any of that I was supposed don't. to work but anyway um oh there was a question about your toys Sarah. oh yeah 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 um jayman asked what is your holy grail collectible you don't own but would love to see the problem is is that i've gotten to the point where i i, I have a i have a shelf just of props from godzilla movies oh. so but I guess I guess if you're talking about collectibles, like stuff that people made to be consumed, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, there are some of the old Godzilla posters that I would love to have, like an actual. I have one, like movie posters, like movie posters. I have one retro, like super retro Godzilla poster, and it's my Destroy All Monsters poster. No. Mm -hmm. It's my Godzilla vs. Smog Monster poster uh, from, like, 1976. And it's, like, the American theatrical one-sheet mm. poster. It's in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and those old Godzilla posters are so beautiful. Uh, you know what? Either Destroy All Monsters poster, like an American Destroy All Monsters one-sheet poster where the monsters don't even look like they're supposed to look. <laughs> like... You're not even really sure half the monsters you're looking at what they're even supposed to be. 
because the the poster artist I don't think was given any references. Mm. I think he just was like, "Well, there's a three headed dragon," oh, uh, okay. and then uh, uh, like the the one's a spider. <laughs> um, one of those would be really cool. That those would be kind of holy grail Godzilla collectibles. What about toy wise? Toy wise, uh. Like, is there like a, a, a 1954 Godzilla <laughs> They didn't have any toys back then. Uh, making toys for monster movies was not a thing. Mm. Um, uh, gotta do it. We we are, we have been planning to do like a collection tour at some point. We might well, as well. I've been trying to tell them to do TikToks to like pick a different toy every time and talk about oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. That, that, that's, I, a, that's a lot of fodder right I actually there. started recording little videos of just going along the line of mm -hmm. Godzilla's at the top, and I actually have like five or six oh. already banked. Um, the TikToks are super easy to do, and like, decent payoff too. Like, I literally just post on mine, I just post little clips of my cats doing, like, sometimes they're not oh, even oh. doing anything, yeah. and... And they always get they always get loads of views, but I mean cats. To be fair, cats. But also, like a lot of people like kaiju stuff. So yeah, you should. Um, and that way, uh, that way, yeah, like like people like Red Star Father who want to see your very extensive collection could see you talk lovingly for sixty seconds yeah. about this one particular thing for like four hours if they want to. Yeah. Once I'm you get that much done. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a retro Godzilla toy. I think one that I actually saw it when we were last in Tokyo and I didn't get it because it was just a little too expensive. I think it was mm -hmm. like eight bucks or something. Uh, it, it was this, I think it was a Bullmark or maybe a Marmot. Uh, that's one of the old uh, toy companies, but it's a Godzilla and it's metal. It's die cast metal. Yeah. And is, and because I think the toy company, they were like, well, we can't just make a toy of Godzilla. It's like from the seventies. They were like, we can't just make a toy of Godzilla. We've got to, mm -hmm. it has to do something. So they just said, fuck it. And they just made his chest open up and he just has like jet fighters and missiles like in his chest. And <laughs> because just the, again, this the idea of just put making a Godzilla toy that did nothing mm. was uh, like. Children don't have imaginations. We need to, you know, put something in here that'll do because children will never figure out what this little thing's gonna do. It's funny because it was really the opposite back then. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of toys back then, you really could just make, here's a Godzilla. I think they wanted to do something that was different because yeah. by that point in the late 60s, when soft vinyl monster toys were starting to become mm -hmm. popular, um, yeah, but nowadays, uh, all right. You know, honestly, because my my collecting sensibilities have changed so much, uh, because, I mean, I have, like, if anyone's in Texas. Speaking of. If anyone's in Texas, keep an eye open on my social media, because we're going to be doing a huge, like, geek garage sale. I and, would guess there's probably at least 300 toys, individual toys, going to be selling. From and my collection. I've got to sit down and price all of them, and we're renting out a friend's bar. It's still going to be an active bar, so you can come and drink and shit, and have a Matt Frank nice. yard sale. Yeah, I mean, nice. I just have so much stuff, and... Even with all the stuff that I put in the garage in boxes, there's still like my walls are still covered <laughs> in God. Okay, we're good. And it's because I used to go like I used to, I, I go to Japan and I would I'd be buying stuff and people would be giving me stuff. <laughs>
which is wonderful and super sweet. But I'm just like, you know. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Red Star Father, I know that you're kind of, you're, you're not far from here. So get y'all ass out here and buy some, uh, buy some kaiju toys. And there won't just be super expensive stuff. There will be yeah, the, cheaper, the lower end, ten twenty dollar range. You know? Like, and there's lots of little teeny mm-hmm. tiny stuff that'll be like a dollar too. But we've also yeah. got like super well, high whole, end stuff. Whole range, the whole we range, the whole range, because it's years of stuff that's been building and up. Godzilla and Jurassic Park and Power Rangers, of, yeah. just tons of it. Lots of, and maybe we'll take some prints too. Maybe. All right, so I'm getting comments that the music went funky again after your internet lagged there for a second, and I'm turning it off. I'm done with the fucking yeah, music bullshit. Hi. That was Tokyo SOS. Oh, there you go. Oh, that was Super Seven made a Shogun Warrior Marusan Godzilla's reaction figures. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I have the Shogun Warrior and Marusan Godzilla's up. Hi. I have a fat boy on my lap. Um, <laughs> Just the slow. Got the beans. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that we really want to circle around on Tokyo SOS. Yeah, it was... I mean, like, in, in a lot of... So, I always... I'm so used to scripts being overwritten by American screenwriters that this stuff seems really underwritten to me. But aside from a few parts that I'm like, wait, what, what's going on? But like mostly this one got to the point and it got and like most of the most of the movie was monster fights, like we said. And and it was pretty much. Yeah, it was way more straightforward and and tied up the loose ends a lot better than some of the previous ones we've watched. So, yeah, I thought yeah, that was I thought that was a nice and this is like we spent way less time talking about it so it must be better and tidier script wise <laughs> yeah it's definitely a tight uh, and very direct film which uh but as a re- you can have a, a a tight and simple and direct film uh that um you know is also has a lot to talk about because there's a lot a lot of themes to discuss but with Tokyo SOS uh oh yeah there you go um oh that's right uh radstar father might be uh might be painting some of my figures for me because that's another thing i've been doing is i've been getting my pa- figures custom painted oh i was gonna say while you're oh, up yep. get my <laughs> uh, my one i had recently custom painted um up, uh, up 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 right 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 there oh yeah this guy the ugly one <laughs> the ugly one she well, says the ugly one so i got this one custom painted this is a prototype figure from okay. This is a prototype figure from um, Trendmasters, uh, and it's a figure from Godzilla the series, which was the animated series based on 1998, which is actually really good. The the series is really well made, um, and uh, Trendmasters was going to make a whole toy line based on that show, but um, companies like Keep talking. Companies like uh, like Walmart and stuff, they way over-ordered on uh, toys for Godzilla 98. And when the movie came out, not many people were buying them. Because um, they were like, well, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, so this figure was based on the animated series that came after. And the animated series did really well. Yeah, like it, it actually got really, really good ratings. Um, it it almost uh, it almost beat out like Power Rangers and stuff in terms of ratings. Oh wow! But then. It, it was not renewed for a second se- uh, it, it it had two seasons but it wasn't renewed until it was not renewed because uh for a third season because fox got embroiled in the pokemon digimon wars between them and kids wb so uh and they and it was also- fox is pretty good at either letting series go way past their prime or they just cancel them way too early. They have a they have a pretty well documented history about doing shit like that. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to show that off because uh, my friend Alyssa uh, did the custom paint job, and she she's she worked in the film industry as like a set and prop painter for a really long time. Oh wow, that's so, cool. So I wanted to make sure that I I, I had already <laughs> when I got it, it was blank. It was a blank mm-hmm. prototype, and it was uh. Awesome. It's not cheap, mm-hmm. but I uh, I decided to pull the trigger on it because one, I knew I was not going to get another opportunity because prototypes like this can go for thousands of dollars. Uh, I knew I was not going to get another opportunity, and also the person selling it was was forced to sell it because his dog needed surgery, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what? I've got this new friend who will paint it for me. I'm going to make mm-hmm. this. I I can make this happen. So uh, it's apparently supposed to be like that because uh. he's supposed to be running. I don't like uh, it. <laughs> okay. Leg. Yeah, so t- that was Tokyo yeah, cool. SOS. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my monster arts second phase Kiryu here. Cause he's got his nice. little he's got his, his super articulated tail. Wow. That's cool. And it's even got like the 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 missing busted yeah. eye. Um and you can actually take the you can okay. actually take the armor bits off and uh, oh. have them be in awesome. like the final form, like the final battle. And then I've got my, ah, there it is. And I've got the, you know, do their weird, their weird hug. Oh yeah. That dance the type weird thing. Hug. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it's the slow dance time. Well, they wanted the monsters to razzle, to, yeah. to wrestle, but I don't think the suits were really flexible yeah. enough for that. Um, no, they just slow danced instead. Yeah. Um. So I got a question for viewers, uh, for everybody who's watching. If you guys uh, want, we can, I, because I, I was thinking about this before, like, if you want to watch the movie that we are going to cover in the next Monster mm-hmm. Monday, um, we can, like, I think Matt. I think you've announced. I think you figured out which one you want to do next. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, right? we Talk can with- we can announce it like be the week before we do the next Matt's well, Monster Monday on the yeah. show. We can announce what that movie will be, so mm-hmm. that you can have the a week to watch it. So if if that's yeah. something that y'all want, then you know let us know because that's really easy to do. <laughs> it's yeah. super it's easy to pull off. That a lot of Matt's fans have really seen all the movies, but well, not all that's all fair. Uh, but I mean, we have like we have we have a a, a good mix here uh, of your fans, and then like some we have some unlikely heroes here too. So yeah. it's the, like the, if you guys want to watch these movies, I mean, I I gave Radstar Father a copy of GMK because I knew they hadn't watched it yet, and I was just like, nice. you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite Godzilla movie. So yeah, so to let you guys know, uh, it's probably going to be Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, possibly. Um, originally we were going to do uh monster zero uh, or astro monster and then do mm. gamera 
but then the Kiryu movies happened, like because we yeah. did the the did the screening, and y'all on your own initiative, <laughs> Je Jeff on his own initiative. Yeah, got Jeffrey took care of that. I I feel like it was an excuse that we could go to the one of the towns that has uh, Asian food and order. So we got like we we got to go because there is nothing in this town even remotely resembling good Asian food, with mm. the exception of Pete's Thai, and they only. They they have a very small menu. It's a very it's a very good menu, and they they kick ass at it. But it's a small menu, and you know, and it's uh pretty much only uh it's pretty much only um um Thai food. So so like I get it, but it's not like that town. It's not like any of the towns that are proximity. Like they're not that far away. And he just we needed the excuse, and it was really fun to go see it in the theater too. So look at that, I did that pretty damn well. I mean, I did I did it yeah purple as opposed to the oval. You did a good job. I came no, in it's just very nice. I very came nice. into the other room and I saw her, her doing that, and I'm like, I, I came like, in like I stole your copics. I, I was like I was like gaslighting myself into thinking like like are you that looks like moth no uh but uh yeah anyway um well yeah i think i think we'll probably call it for this yeah. week's episode yep, we, we do have one more thing me. because um mm -hmm. we uh um katie and i mm -hmm. finally finished we well we fit it's it's been a little bit but we finally finished the um mothra t-shirt art and we wanted to show you Whoa! I love it. Let me get rid of this banner here for a second. I mean, it turned out so good. Katie's colors are amazing. It looks really good. It looks like a tarot card. It's yeah, yeah. And I mean, I want to do like I want to do a bunch of stuff with this now. I know we originally said we just wanted to do a t-shirt design, but now it's like there's this is so pretty, and I kind of instead of just doing a uh bullshit tea public run you know i kind of am like sort of started looking into getting it custom done because how cool would those gold parts look if they were actually foil oh yeah yeah, yeah. that would be so cool That's and awesome. and it turned out so nice and i i'm really happy with it i know katie's really excited about it well, I mean, look into it. I would be down. I know we couldn't, you know, Matt has way too much on his plate. But if we want to get some and uh, take them with us to uh, cons and stuff, I'll definitely cut y'all in percentage-wise on it. Because I'm all let's about a, being fair. Let's let's save the 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 the, the shop talk for uh, off stream. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we can definitely discuss that. But I, yeah, I started to look at some places that'll do the foil stuff because, like that, that would look so good if it was done with foil. And and it would be, it would be ah uh, ah, uh, uh. and I definitely I'm like we should do hollow magnets and like stickers and like oh, oh yeah. it's just so cool, yeah yeah. Look, I'm silence of the lambs, the silence of the mothras. Silence of. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. Those it, when you held up the little little caterpillars, I was like, are those are those turd emojis? What are those? They 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 really <laughs> they're too far they, away. Is what they are. They little poopies they do they, do. Um, they got their their ugly little faces but they are adorable they're, they're they're like i don't know if a bug can be adorable i'm not really a bug person so i think all bugs are gross but i as far as like giant kaiju bugs go they're pretty cute and mothra is really pretty a really pretty design like that's yeah. i'm good with that 
Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we'll. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to do before signing yeah. off because well, if, go, so everybody, if you like that T-shirt design, if you guys want to see, if you would rather just buy it now, and we'll put it on T Pug, we can totally do that. But if you would rather wait and get like a cool foil, like give us the time to like find out how to do that or find out where to get that done, like the best place to get that printed then we'll totally do that too so let me know like comment and if you're watching this after it's been live still comment we'll read them we always do yeah. sure we don't always reply and sorry about that because i am excellent at reading it and going oh yeah i should i should respond to that and then i and then like yeah like and then yeah it's like it's just i what was i doing i have never mm -hmm. done anything in my life that had to do with typing anything and ever. i don't think you can mark youtube comics as uh, comment comments as unread like you can't email so you can scan an email it's like okay well i don't want to deal with this now i'll mark it unread and then later i'll come back to it i don't think you can do that with youtube that would be nice like youtube studio does have the thing where you can uh look at the like it'll say the ones you haven't replied oh, to so that is right. handy um facebook uh, you just Facebook yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, and we don't actually have a ton of viewers on Twitch uh, tonight, so I don't know if people will watch it after the fact, but I'm not sure if you can comment after the fact either. Huh. I'll have to check well, that out. Know, so anyway, <laughs> we'll build up. Uh, I, I think that we do Guardian of the Universe, and you know, hopefully, we can ske also schedule it because I really want Lori to see that one. So yes. uh, uh, it is. Guardian of the Universe is uh, one of my favorite uh, monster movies as well. Same director as GMK. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think Guardian of the Universe is it's one of the – it's one of those movies that kind of goes beyond just the normal, like, watching Godzilla movies over and over again. It's more like this is one of the movies I show to people when I want to show them how awesome this genre is. Mm -hmm. Like, so – there you go. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, great job. We're on the good. Shirt. I, I, we have fun. Thanks, everybody, for joining I us. I already got a couple pe people saying that they're happy to wait for the foil version. So I think that we'll just go ahead and do that because how cool is that going to be? How Absolutely. cool? Seriously. Yeah. And um, so, okay. So join us tomorrow. Don't forget because tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern is going to be. Uh, live stream launch party for finding d and nuts. it's gonna be big no no, what? no finding d's nuts don't, no don't don't just oh casting what are we gonna oh, do with you can't casting. take you anywhere that's what i said <laughs> oh god okay so yeah with that being said yeah uh join us tomorrow and we'll see you then and have a great rest of your night bye Bye, Bye, everybody.